0: was like really, really depressed. Um, I was just literally smoking weed all day. Um, I didn't have a job and I was like, what is the point of life? Like I was just so down and that it was like hopelessness. And I was like, there's gotta be something like, what is, what am I here to do? And I was listening to all of this old jazz, like Etta James and Billie Holiday and, and Amy Winehouse and stuff like that, and it was like a light bulb just like went off in my brain, and it was like, oh, this is what I'm here to do.
1: Hello, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to the Becoming the Big Me podcast. I'm your host, Jamila Burney, and together, we will be stepping into our highest potential, exploring all things mind, body, and soul with just a smidge of business. You're a spiritual badass, soulpreneur, and a warrior for change. You're ready to expand your impact and leave your old self behind in order to raise your vibration so that you can positively influence your business, your community, and ultimately, the world. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of the Becoming Big Me podcast. I have with me today Kaylee Kenny. She is a 26-year-old singer and songwriter based in the San Francisco Bay Area. She grew up in an abusive uh, environment and has overcome many barriers that have come with mental health issues, lack of support, and essentially building something from the ground up. Right now, she is following her passion, following her dreams, creating the life that she desires by chasing her dreams of becoming a singer and songwriter. Hello, Kaylee. How are you doing today? Hello. I am great. How are you? I am doing fabulous. I am so excited to have you on today and to hear more about your story.
0: Definitely. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course. Um, so let's just dive right into it. So just can you give us just a quick little summary of you and what you're about and what you've got going on right now?
0: Yeah, so I, um, so I'm actually I live in LA now. So that's a more recent thing. Um, so I am following music. Um, I'm a singer and a songwriter. Um, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm writing albums. And I'm also um, diving into, you know, making documentaries and more real content. And so making stuff that is real, raw, and people can, um, you know, kind of making art out of li- out of real life, um, and trying to connect with as many positive people who, you know, positive, successful, good-hearted people. Um, so that is what I'm up to right now.
1: <laughs> so where did you where did you come from? Like, what? How, how did you get to LA? Was that kind of like a a solo trip? Uh, tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, um, so I, well, I grew up in a town that was kind of like a wine and cheese town, um, very like bougie and sheltered, and I never felt like I really fit in. Um, I was very rebellious and kind of like a really independent thinker. um, So it never really felt like home being in the Bay Area um, for whatever reason. And about three years ago, me and my best friend, Dane, Um, I've known him for almost 10 years now. We moved down um, kind of spur of the moment. We were like, we just need to like make a big decision and go do something awesome and go live our lives. So we moved down to LA like three years ago and we stayed for like three months um, just trying to figure it out, um, like staying at Airbnbs and stuff like that. Um, And we ended up going back it was like pretty hard we weren't really that prepared but anyways um I completely fell in love with LA then um and so in April I actually like stopped working with my band I had a band up in the Bay Area um and so I stopped working with them um because I was like a little bit more serious trying to push things forward and um they were more so doing it as like a hobby and so once I stopped doing that, I had the opportunity to like you know live wherever I wanted to, um, and so I decided to just make the leap. And so I packed my two dogs, which are right behind me. They'll probably pop up in a minute. Uh, I po- I packed them into my little you know coop, and you know brought my clothes, and then you know now I'm here. So
1: <laughs> that's awesome. So is it just you right now? You're kind of solopreneuring it, doing it on your own.
0: Yeah, definitely um for the most part it's been a really solo thing so far. Um I've met a few select, really quality people down here so far. Um so I'm really grateful for that. Um but for the most part, yeah, I've been, you know, solopreneuring it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about your music? Like what kind of Uh, impact are you trying to make with your music and and where did that come from what made you inspired to to make the kind of music that you make
0: yeah um so I remember always writing like poetry I remember the first time I started I picked up um Machiavelli like it was like an old book in my house like I don't it was so random but I was like oh this looks Um, elegant (laughs) so let me see what's in here and I would just look at the words and it was pretty hard to understand when I was like because I was probably like 12 or something Um, but I was looking at the words and I was just so drawn to these cool words and so I started writing poetry um, and it was like pretty metaphorical like using like symbolism and stuff like that to just portray like what was happening and what was happening in my life was a lot of abuse, you know? And so it was, you know, some dark poetry and I I just felt this need to express myself, you know, was less on the, you know, beautiful flowers outside and more on the, you know, like symbolism for like psychology that I felt was going on or whatever at that time. Um, So I started writing poetry and didn't really like think too much of it. And then about five years ago, I was, like, really, really depressed. Um, I was just literally smoking weed all day. Um, I didn't have a job. And I was like, what is the point of life? Like, I was just so down and that it was, like, hopelessness. And I was like, there's got to be something. Like, what is, what am I here to do? And... I was listening to all of this old jazz, like Etta James and Billie Holiday and and Amy Winehouse and stuff like that. And it was like a light bulb just like went off in my brain and it was like, oh, this is what I'm here to do. And so I started singing and then I was like, well, I'm a good writer, so let me try and write some songs. But I was like, I don't know if I can do it, you know, rhyming and all that. But it clicked after a while. and so yeah that's kind of like where that where that came from. Um it's it's really a lot like, you know, kind of like Amy Winehouse like jazz soul. Um but I do experiment with different like I had a reggae song, um an alternative rock song, so it's kind of it's kind of a mixture of a lot of things, but yeah, mainly like the vocals like go along with jazz. So
1: Okay, yeah. So um uh, one thing that I'm teach and that I preach is repurposing your mess into your foundation so do you feel that like you know that some of that stuff that you went through in your earlier years some of that trauma how do you feel like that has served you now
0: yeah um so I I see um I see a lot of people just being really easily, like, reactive instead of, um, instead of, like, thinking for themselves, um, and, I mean, no shade or anything like that, but, um, but for me, I had to, like, defend myself so much, um, and, and protect myself so much, um, like, my like, my state of being, and my thoughts, and my, my opinions, I had to protect them so much for myself, um, that I feel like I'm a pretty independent thinker, and that has allowed me to, you know, like, like, what's, what's the benefit of being an independent thinker? It's like, you don't, you kind of, you think for yourself, and you, um, you're not easily swayed by like different opinions. So like, you know, like, I mean, I'm not political at all, but you know, like that kind of like, Oh, triggering words. And, and it's like, and it's this thing. And it's like, well, I'm kind of like in the middle of like being an intellectual. It's like, just look at things from your own perspective, really think about them, you know? Um, but it's also made me really confident. Like, um, you know, I know who I am and I know what I want and all that kind of stuff, you know, because I had to be so protective of it and, you know, defend myself, you know, from, from like attacks on, on who I am and, you know, my validity basically. So I'm pretty confident in that area, you know,
1: growing up, would you say, did you, did you have confidence or were you kind of sh- more shelved off?
0: Um, I honestly, I think, well, both my parents, they say like, they're, my dad is like an intellectual. My mom is like more on the reserved side. So they're like, how did we have you? They were like, cause they were like, you're like a social butterfly. You know, how, how did this happen? So I've always been pretty confident, um, naturally like in in your dna or whatever i've been like a vocal person i've been wanting to express myself and you know kind of sassy in a way you know um but like be going through like all of that abuse like it it made me very shelled off after a few you know after like years so i had to like break out of that shell because I was very like insecure because of that abuse you know for a while and I had to figure out how to to get out of that so
1: do you do you uh recall like what your kind of like aha moment like what your awakening moment when you realized um that you were kind of living in that shell and that you know it was time to release you know that and move
0: forward. Um there's honestly been multiple like multiple instances, like like you know, I was hanging around with people who didn't really have a lot of ambition and I think that really it drove me nuts because I was trying to have a friendship and and support people and have them be supportive of me, but at the same time, you know, I had to be who I was and go after these bigger ideas and these bigger dreams. And so I think like a part of it was actually leaving the friend group that I, you know, I love them to death, but part of it was that and me just going out on my own and being like, I'm not okay with like living a mediocre life anymore. You know, I I need to go bigger, whatever that means. I'll do whatever it takes, you know, so.
1: I love that. Yeah. The biggest part of my journey was when I decided to move away from my hometown. And basically, it was just kind of like, you know what, you guys, you're great um, for you, but you're not great for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm just going to move forward. And I I find that this is a piece that is really, really important to finding success in your life and becoming your own person is realizing that you can love people, you can care about people, they can be your friends, but that doesn't mean that that relationship is serving you and what you want. And sometimes we have to let that go and dive into the unknown and really go after what it is that we want. Um, so moving moving forward back to five years ago, I guess, when you were kind of in your depressive state and you were smoking weed um What were you doing for work at this point? Like, were you who were you living with? What what was kind of going on? Can you shed some light on that? Um.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I I was living with my friend Dane, and like I said, I've known him for like almost ten years now. And this this like really quickly after I met him, um, we moved in together, and so it was like it was like once that happened, just coincidentally all of all of the issues of my past kind of like lurked up on me because I was you know maybe 19 or or 18 or 19 and so it was like all this stuff was catching up to me and my and my and I also you know I had just gone through um an abortion and like so and I and I've had two in my life and so he kind of acted as like the best like friend and and like pillar of support for me he was actually a huge reason that I was able to get better like with all of these issues is because he was there and he would listen to me and I would sometimes be talking like complete craziness but he knew and I knew that it was like I just needed to vent it out and he would never judge me and he would always be there to listen to me so he helped me like he would go to work and it was like you know it was like we were married almost you know but he would he would go to work and I would stay home and like take care of our like the dog and because I couldn't like he and I both knew like I couldn't I tried, like, so many times to, like, get a regular job, and I just couldn't, like, hold it down because of my instability, you know? Um, So, yeah, like, I honestly, in that time, just tried to develop, like, the habits of, like, becoming happy, and that's what I was doing at that time is, like, finding happiness and and being okay, like, just being okay, you know? (laughs) So I would go and I would walk the dogs and that would be like one thing that I had to do, you know, just to be sane and to be happy, you know, so yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's really a process, especially when you have gone through trauma um, in your life and in your childhood, a lot of times what people do. Um, is they will just kind of box that shit up and they will just walk it away. And then what happens, which it sounds like, you know, kind of manifested in your life is years down the road, uh, it catches up to you and it, you have to deal with it. So, um, you know, you guys. Don't be discouraged if you're going through anything difficult right now. A lot of the times this is a process that we have to go through in order to get to that next level. It's not instantaneous. It does take it takes healing it takes self-love and exactly what Kaylee is saying here how she was just taking it one day at a time whether that be you know one day just being able to get out of bed to go and you know take her dog for a walk like that is a win and if that's where you are right now I just want you to know that I love you we love you there are people out there supporting you make sure that you reach out to other people because when you are in this place Um, you can feel extremely, extremely alone in, and when you are depressed, it doesn't feel like there are people out there that care about you. I have struggled with depression myself for a very, very long time. And, um, you know, we, I'm sure Kaylee would be someone, she would be happy to to talk to you as well. So if you want to reach out to her, you want to reach out to me, um, feel free to do that. And I just want to thank you, Kaylee, for being like so open and honest and vulnerable with your story. I know that that takes a lot of courage and you are helping people right now because there are people all over the place who are ashamed of their stories, who are scared to to say what's going on. And it takes women um, like you standing up and being like, listen, this is what I have gone through. This is what I have walked through. And this is where I'm going. And look at where you are now. Like, now you are out. You are chasing your dreams. You're you're living on your own. You are creating your reality. And, girl, I'm just so proud of you. This is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, it's so true.
0: It's so true. It's like there's no reason to be ashamed of what we've gone through. These things make us so much stronger. I look at – I always – my kind of thing is like the, a diamond, because um, I like diamonds, but um, <laughs> but also because I feel like I've been carved out by these things, and I'm actually so grateful for them. Like how you asked in the beginning how these things like help me in my in my life now, I feel like I've been carved out, you know, and I needed to go through that adversity, and there's no other way, you know? And now, you know, you can sparkle and, and and just, like, live to your full potential, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's so true. I mean, we, every single thing that has, I, I'm with you, like, every single thing that has happened to me, as, you know, horrible as some of it might sound to some people, like, when I explain it, um, for me, I'm numb to it because I lived through it. So uh, to me, I'm just like, why are you freaking out? <laughs> um, but as horrible as it may not sound, I am so grateful for every single thing because if I hadn't been through that, I wouldn't be where I am now, you know? And as one of my mentors, Ed Milet, he always is talking about how everything happens for you, not to you. And when you adapt that mindset that's really when your life can grow cuz i mean i'm sure you still struggle now right there's still things that you yeah of course yeah so we're always going to struggle there's always going to be those things to come up but you just have to take that ownership and be able to look like well what is there to learn what can i how can i grow um so one of the one of the the lines that you wrote in, um, in your email to me was that you bring art into reality and you love making art out of life. Can you expand upon that a little bit? Because I just, I just, I just love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I, um, you know, I love Britney Spears and everything, okay, pop star, like, icon, right, Um, but I was never, you know, the kind of, I always hated the idea of pop music, and pop celebrities, and just these things that are so superficial, and it's, like, there's all of this, like, packaging around it, and I get it on a, on a business sense, but at the same time, in the longer run of things, like, in terms of like your legacy and what you want to leave to the world. Like, I don't, I don't want to say, yeah, I was like a pop princess and it was all kind of like this manufactured thing and whatever. I want to bring like actual life to, to people, you know, I want to, you know, all my lyrics are, are just things that have happened to me. They're just real. They're just real emotions, you know? and in terms of like music videos or documentaries or any type of like film content that people can see, I want them to get real life from it. I want them to see, you know, somebody going through a hard time or, you know, just making a joke, just being real with, with the camera. Like, I mean, I I think that's really like, that goes along with, um, with, like what we what we like our generation kind of does now is is less manufactured and it's less fake and you can't really get away with that kind of crap anymore because you know people can see right through it and you really want to connect with people so i don't know um yeah <laughs> you know
1: so as far as the legacy goes what is this is going to be a loaded question what is the legacy that you want to to leave like if you picture yourself you know 50 years from now like what what do you what is that story that you're going to be telling your grandkids and your great kids
0: (laughs) yeah um so i mean part of it is the is the kids thing that's part of my legacy i want to be like a really good mother you know um, so that's really important to me is, is having my kids be like, wow, like I have the coolest mom ever and she, I just really respect her and she just did such a great job. Like I feel so loved That's part of my legacy, you know, that's a huge part of it. And the other part of it is, is leaving, um, is leaving the arts, you know, is, is leaving, you know, films and, and songs that people resonate with. Um, and they know like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real person and I, you know, am not really trying to put on like a front. Um, and I really just want to, to make cool stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so
1: yeah. So yeah, I love that. And I believe that, you know, with, with my becoming the big me, you know, brand and coaching, it's all about. Um, stepping into alignment with yourself, and that you are allowed to get massively rewarded on a monetary level just for being who you are, and that's one of the reasons why I love this story because with through your music, like you you are really leaving a piece of yourself. Like this is your soul coming out into existence into the world and i just think that is so awesome have have you ever had fear of like sharing that was there a part of your life maybe like when you were with your band where you weren't quite as you know authentic or you know what i'm saying
0: yeah no i mean i still i still have fear about um you know performing and and letting people see like the real me, which is silly because it, I mean that's it that's it is what it is. Like I am me. I'm it never gonna not magic. be me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, but I think we all have fears about being like completely exposed for who we truly are. I don't. There's nothing to be ashamed of, though. You know what I mean? Like we need to be who we truly are and and share that with the world because. If we don't share you know our journeys and share ourselves with others, then it's not a very fulfilling life, you know, and it's doing like yourself a disservice as well as other people who aren't able to like get the value from from your story and everything so you have to share yourself, you know it is scary though that's the whole that's it is what it is like you have to get out of your comfort zone, you know'cause everything. If you're gonna do something that you haven't done before, you're probably not gonna be comfortable with it. But on the other side of that is like immense happiness, because you're gonna do it and you're gonna be like, oh my God, I can't believe I waited so long. This is amazing, you know? So, yeah.
1: Nothing is hard until you have done it. Once you've done it, then it's like, well. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, um, like I think the like I honestly I think of it as like um a portal or like uh it's like your own energy and your own desires and who you truly are and your your true gifts like those are a source they're they're like the most potent energy you could draw from so I always you know I grew up like oh, my mom and dad just work nine to fives. And like, they're kind of complaining a lot. And like, they don't really seem like that inspired, you know, so like, that doesn't seem like, you know, and I think a lot of like our generation kind of went through that. They were like, this kind of seems like BS. Like, what are they doing? And so tap on the other side of that, tapping into like your true potential and your like what you really want to do. And that is a way more potent energy. And that's going to like, you know, proliferate the things in your life, and, you know, so you have to, you have to use that source, you know, for, for all that.
1: So how, um, I'm definitely on the, the crazy woo-woo side of things these days. I never used to be, I, I was, like, completely opposite, um, but have you, like, how has mindset, belief, spirituality, any of those kinds of, the topics how has that played into your life and your growth
0: um okay so for in terms of mindset I think mindset is honestly everything um and of course like we've heard that a million times but like the things that people say that are cliche are because people keep saying them because it resonates you know um but mindset is truly everything um Back. You know years ago, when I had gone through all these things and I was struggling so much just for you know to get through a day and for basic things, like I was just so <laughs> struggling um but i was I was like in a victim mindset, I was like, "Why is this happening to me? Like I feel so bad for myself, I can't do anything to help myself, and it was just a rotating mindset, you know, and that's just through your thoughts throughout the day and as soon as I, okay, I started listening to this really weird thing on YouTube. (laughs) I don't know how I found it. I think it was, like, related to, like, law of attraction and stuff. This guy's name, I think it was called Bashar. So, it was, like, Bashar something. It was this really weird um, guy who kind of talked about, like, anything, like, being real, like, it was really out there and weird, but, so I was listening to that, and listening to a lot of jazz and stuff, um, but that kind of broke me out of, like, this kind of dead-end mindset, um, I was like, oh, okay, wait, anything actually is possible, I've always believed that, okay, how do I, like, integrate that, more of that, you know, and, and just law of attraction is just, like, you you become what you think. And so I listened to a lot of, I listened to a lot of like Abraham Hicks, like law of attraction stuff, just to get me through and to, you know, like reprogram my mind because I was like, no, this isn't working. Whatever program I'm running is not working very well. So I'm going to try and download all these new mindsets. And that honestly was like the number one thing that like broke me out of well, it, it just broke me out of my mindset and into a new one, and it, it was better, you know?
1: Began the up-leveling process. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. How do you tie in, um like, self-care and, uh do you, like, gratitude or any of that kind of stuff? Do you tie that into your routine to, to keep that high vibrational state?
0: Yeah, you you definitely you have to. Um like in terms of like self-care, I'm always um I used to not be good with this, but I I just think of myself as if I was my own friend. And so, you know, you're going to be like so nice to your friend and so caring and you're going to be like, "Whoa, just take a break. Go take a bath. Like don't overthink it. You'll be fine." But with ourselves, we're like, you know, it's like, (laughs) okay, so just pretend like you're your best friend and, you know, say what they would say to you, you know, so, so, you know, take a nice long bath, you know, make, I always like, I can't go out of the house without like getting fully ready, even if it's like just a little bit of makeup, at least I look polished, because that. It does so much for your self-confidence, you know what I mean? It's just, just like night, day difference. I feel so much more confident when I'm like put together and, you know, it's like just a little bit of care goes a long way. You know, I always, you know, keep my surroundings like clean, like I care for everything and, you know, um, you know, lighting candles and stuff like that. Just, just good stuff for you, you know? comforting yourself um yeah
1: yeah. (laughs) i think it can be kind of hard sometimes when you're on this you know entrepreneurial journey um especially as women i feel we kind of can let 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 uh we put ourselves last a lot of the times you know like we're trying to show up and serve people And in a business, when you're trying to build a business, there's always all of this tasks that you need to do. And a lot of times we can let that go. We can let that self-care piece kind of slide away. And what I've realized for myself personally and my clients and everyone that I've really worked with is that when you are an entrepreneur, Self-care is more important than anything else, more important than any of the, you know, business, tangible strategies, the going, 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 because you are your business. (laughs) When you're an entrepreneur, you're your business. And when you're out there having to share yourself in that way, you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first. Was it... You know, was that kind of hard for you to get to the place where you realized that? Was it kind of like a slow journey? Was it kind of like a smack in the head? Like to expand on that a little, a little bit more?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably a a little bit of a slow journey. Um, like at first, I would I would honestly be so excited to start working on songs and working on this and that that I would wake up and then I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a shower yet. I would just like go like straight on my computer or straight on this and that. And then like, before you know it, it's like all this time has passed and my hair is still crazy <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. um, This is not the, okay. So, so yeah, I think making just like the routine of, of everything, you know, I make sure that I go to, you know, do like exercise at least you know a couple of times a week and just having those set routines at the same time is golden you know like um yeah and just I I just think routine is because it's like then you don't have to think about it you know um, but if every day is different then it's like you're gonna oh no never, never mind this that so you know so prioritize putting a routine around your self-care and around around taking care of yourself first have that be the foundation you know and then and then put you know schedule the time for your business yeah
1: i i I love that so much because so often we put like all of the big tasks in our calendar first and then we're like oh well, we'll just do the other stuff like as you know when i can fit it in And then Mm -hmm. we never fit it in. So I I love that you're saying, like, schedule your self-care. That, I love, I I do that. I schedule my self-care. Like, I have a period of time in the morning and a period of time in the evening that it's like, nope, this is for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that is sacred. Like, that is the most important part of my day (laughs) it's true it's true it's so important so important (laughs) um so one of the other things that one of the way that you described it i i really like so you said that your thoughts were holding you in a mental cage can you expand on that phrase a little bit more
0: yeah, um so like like I said, you know, I grew up in a very abusive environment and it the the when people hear that, they think like, oh, like you were beaten and like you know, that sucks, but like you know, you you're not you're not in that anymore. So, whatever, right? But the brunt of it was actually emotional abuse and somebody, you know, my my father just putting these seeds of doubt in my mind, you know, he had his own issues, and that got projected onto me, you know, so after a while, I was, like, doubting my own, my own confidence, and I was doubting, is this real? Wait, did that actually happen? You know, it was, like, and then I, it was, like, I honestly discovered that I had this, like, self-hatred for myself, and there was, and it's, like, that doesn't make sense, why would I hate myself? But it was because it was, like, planted inside me, you know, because, Of the environment and I subconsciously developed these beliefs that were not serving me at all and so you know it reached a point where it was like completely like a cage and I think that that's that's what like mental illness is is like you know you you don't feel like you're in control anymore because these thoughts have become so all-encompassing that it it's like how do you move Uh, everything is in the way you know um yeah i think that's what makes people go nuts is because (laughs) you know it's like it's like you know you just you reach a point where you're like this is just not working there's something you know so yeah like like i said just reprogramming like i would write out in my journal, all of these crazy thoughts that were going through my mind, and I didn't realize that I had these. It would be like, I effing hate myself. I'd be like, oh, I didn't know I actually thought that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like think about it. Okay, no, like I don't, I don't hate myself. You know, like reason with yourself and be like, is that true? Wait, that's total BS. That would, you know, because. We can't choose the environment that we grow up in, you know. And if it doesn't serve you, if if it's giving you beliefs that are not serving you, then it's our responsibility to change those, you know. So, but just doing the whole like word vomit thing and just writing out these crazy things, like I would never want someone to find that. No, <laughs> they would literally think I was like an insane person. I'd be like, mm, but it that's what it was, you know. The, those are the the that were holding me back. So you know,
1: and that's what you have to do. Is sometimes people, um at least I know for me, when I was first like kind of realizing what these toxic beliefs and programs that I had was, is I was like afraid to admit them, afraid to even like look at that side of myself. But that's exactly what you have to do you have to stare it head on you have to write it down so you can go and you can read it and be like that's total bullshit like that is not true at all and then you can dissect the limiting belief and that is when you can actually start to make a change is you have to be aware like if you're not aware nothing is going to change so Mm -hmm. the fact that you you know, did that word vomit is, I mean, that that's what you got to do. Or even some people are not good at like the writing thing. So even if you just like pull out your cell phone and just like record your thoughts, like word vomit, just like s- stream of consciousness, don't block yourself because our ego and our consciousness is going to like try to jump in the way and like, have us not say the things because it doesn't want us to be like embarrassed or to feel shameful. Uh, But you have to just like do that stream of consciousness so you can go back and you can be like, well, that's not, is that helping me? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, like uh, I was telling you, my, my friend Dane, he was there to listen to me. We would have conversations and I would be like, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but Here's this crazy belief inside my head, and he would just let me, you know. And so having somebody who can, who can just listen to you, it's like he didn't have to say anything, comfort me. He didn't have to be like, no, that's not true. He just, he just had to listen, <laughs>
1: you
0: know. And he did. And, and so having somebody like that around who can just listen to you and not judge you, and not try to fix, but just listen and you're like, "Oh, well, yeah, we both know that sounds crazy, but you know, hey, it is what it is." So,
1: you got to get it out there. Uh, can I ask how is your relationship with your dad these days?
0: Um, so it's it's I feel like it'll always be complicated um because there's there's certain boundaries that you can cross with someone who that's like unforgivable. Um, you know, I don't say it lightly, you know, that oh, like I have a grudge and I'll never forgive someone, but it's like there's certain boundaries that you cross in a human where you're like, I'm never going back because I'm never letting that happen to myself again, you know? So you have to protect yourself. So for years, um I just kind of cut myself off and didn't really, you know, engage in the relationship. It's been distant for like years. Um And then, you know, right before I moved down to LA, so in March, I was actually, you know, I went back and I was living with him. And it was, he had, he's actually improved a lot over, over a few years. Um, He's a lot more aware of how other people feel, because that was kind of the main root problem is like, he didn't, think about others having feelings, he just kind of like exploded his own issues over everything. Um and so I can tell that he's actually more conscious now, um which is great, you know. Um I mean, he actually hit me up I think yesterday or the day before. He was like, "Hey, um and we talk like every every now and then, he'll send me these like this YouTube video of like this couple that like goes on a boat and they have people fund it for them or something. I don't know, some random thing. He's so, so, but but he actually texted me the other day. He was like, you know, I have, I know I haven't been, um, the best dad, you know, obviously, but, um, I want to fix that. And so it's like, you know, I always have like a certain amount of, of distance just because, you know, but what someone's capable of, you know, you're not going to put yourself in that same situation. You know, I don't look for his approval. I don't, you know, I don't expect, like, anything from him, really, you know, but it is nice that at least we can be kind of cordial, and maybe, you know, he can come visit, and, you know, we'll see what happens, but, you know, I don't, I'm not really too invested, if that makes sense.
1: It, one, like, I feel you on so many levels, (laughs) 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 Uh, but it's nice, because once you kind of realize that, others opin other people's opinions of you are none of your business, you can kind of move forward in that way. Yeah, like you're not gonna allow them back into your life in the way that you used to. But it sounds like, you know, if you're you guys are kinda communicating, like, you're able to move forward from from things and and you know, forgive on some on some level. Um, obviously not yeah. be you know don't put yourself back into the, the line of fire. But move. Nope. <laughs> I love that, you know, you're not looking for his approval because that's something that I have personally struggled with for a very long time is because of that relationship, because of the, the mental abuse, um, constantly seeking his approval. And... The moment that I realized that that didn't matter, like, why am I looking for someone's approval who, like, doesn't even care, (laughs) you know? Right, yeah. (laughs) That's when, like, like, it's so freeing. And now I can talk, I can have conversations with him, I can visit him, I can do these things, and I don't want to jump off of a cliff.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, like, you know, as children, like, we're depending i mean in in my case, with like a parent, we're depending on these people for so much, but then once you become an adult um you're you depend on yourself, you know what I mean, for the most part, like for those kinds of things, so you realize like, okay, I don't need um I don't need my dad to tell me like that he's proud of me, like I'm proud of me, I know that he has his own issues, you know, <laughs> so you kind of become more mature and just. Just at least appreciate things for what you do have, you know, so.
1: Yeah, you realize, I mean, you you said it right there. You realize that it comes from within yourself. That's all that matters, you know, that you are proud of you. And I'm, like, feeling all kinds of, like, emotion surfacing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say, I, I don't, you know, I don't know you that well. I'm just getting to know you. But I'm proud of you. I mean, listening to your story, what you've gone through, where you are now, where you're going, I'm so excited to see all of the amazing things that are going to happen for you. And you're, I mean, this is just the beginning. You're just at the the beginning of your journey. Um, And there is so much that I see happening in your life over these next couple of years Um, You guys, she has some really awesome, awesome, awesome stuff in the works outside of her singing, so you are going to want to make sure that you stay up to date with her. If you are interested in, um, let's say, empowering apparel, um, that's all I'm going to say about that, then you are definitely going to want to, to be in Kaylee's life and in her network. Uh, So, Kaylee, I really appreciate you for coming on and sharing your story with us. If there's one thing that you can leave the listeners with, one final tip, if we only get one thing out of this whole, you know, 45-minute chat, um, what would that be?
0: Well, thank you again for having me on. My... Last words. Um, <laughs> this sounds like so dramatic. <laughs> but my, my thought that I want to end on is be the person that you want to be. Um, so, like, we all know if we think about it, like, in the back of our mind, you know, we want to be a certain type of person. We want to be a good person. We want to be a successful person. So be the person that you really want to be. Uh, Because we can get caught up in, in, you know, reacting and stuff like that. We're only human. but And also be grateful. (laughs) So be the person that you want to be and be grateful for all that you have going for you already. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I love that. That is great. So, you guys, um, where can people follow you? Where can they listen to your music? Give me all the information so people can stay up to date with you and just keep watching you on your journey
0: yeah so I um I love Instagram so I'm getting more into the stories and stuff like that so Kaylee Kenny on Instagram um I post some funny and also some cool intellectual things on Twitter um and then you can find Kaylee Kenny my music on YouTube some videos up there um, so those are the main places that I hang out
1: awesome um and you guys I'm gonna put all of her information all of the links all the good stuff in the description in the show notes so you will easily be able to just follow her there and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Soulpreneur Saturday featuring Kaylee Kenny amazing beautiful goddess singer songwriter, <laughs> and just I'm so happy to have you know shared your story and got to know you better i can't wait to continue to connect with you further because i feel like there's so much more that i want to talk to you about um that i can't fit on this podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely thank you guys for watching and thank you so much for having me (laughs) of course
2: tuning into today's episode of the becoming the big me podcast if you found value in today's episode make sure to leave us a review and share this episode with someone who needs to hear this message that's how our podcast grows are you curious about learning more about harnessing the power of your subconscious mind then join the free rewire challenge where we dive deep into the subconscious mind how it works and give you some tangible action steps to begin rewiring it to serve you go to bit.ly slash rewire challenge that's bit.ly rewire challenge Until next time, I'm your host, Jamila Burney, signing out.